Welcome to another episode of On the Clock. We're here with your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. Doing anything. I just wanna lay in my bed. What's going on, On the Clock fans? How are you doing? This is gonna be another beautiful show, October 16th, 2020. Uh, man, this is a beautiful Friday, man. I feel like doing nothing all day. I'm gonna kick my feet. Oh my god. If it was only be that great. It's your main That's man, Roll Lascano and George Martinez. What's going on, George? How are you doing, sir? What up, what up? I'm ready to get into it, man. We got a lot to talk about, man. We have some things we got to We McGregor popped up. We had a McGregor sighting. McGregor is back. He's back. He wants to go ahead and fight again, uh, looking to be January. Uh, we also got to talk about a little bit of NCAA. Our favorite guy, Nick Saban, getting COVID. K-State, Joshua Youngblood, rumors of where he's going, and I love this one, so I can't wait to tell you guys. Um, and also, we're going to pick them for college picks. We're going to pick who we think is going to get blown out here, who's going to be the upset alert. We're, we got some great picks for you guys. In the NFL, big news, we're going to talk about that as well. Power rankings came out. we got to talk about who's won. I think we're going to keep it one through five. We're going to talk about the power rankings. Uh, we're also going to sit there and speak about who quarterbacks should not be playing right now and what should be going on with that. Uh, George has some different opinions. I got some different opinions, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, also, Le'Veon Bell, he signed with the new team. What that means for that team with Kansas City, he signed with them. So we're going to talk about what that means, the impact. Leading into that, we're going to talk about fantasy football. Where does that? Where does he fall? And you know George has all the great stuff for that, man. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. Get locked in. You're on the clock. And my old man will be so proud of me. Sorry, Pops, you just have to wait. George, my guy, what's going on, man? How you doing, sir? How's the family? What up, what up? Hey, man, what a, what a Friday, that's man. That's a great, that's a great song. It is, right? I thought it'd be. I, I it'd don't. Be, I don't feel like doing nothing on this Friday. We got a game today. Yeah. We got Brandon on deck. They're yes. on the clock. Yes, they are. As, as, as the show would would be named. Yep. yep Can't man. wait to go take handle business, celebrate with our boys. Yeah. And that's about it. That's all I want to do today. That's, that's all. I don't even want to go to work. That's I don't it. even want to be at work. I don't want to do nothing. I no. just want to do the podcast. I want to lay around, pretend like I'm. You know, thinking about some deep thoughts and to go and get out of here. You know what I mean? I just want to chill out, man. But yeah, man, what a freaking amazing week it's been in sports, man. It's been a great week. Every Another day, one. every day, something's popping up, something's happening, something that's changing the world it makes you look at it different. And you're just like, we know we want a sports back, but Jesus, man, this thing's hitting us, in the, <laughs> hitting us in the mouth. Starting with speaking of hitting in the mouth, our guy, Conor McGregor. Wants to come back, back. and fight. <laughs> Mr. I'm going to take off and I retire and I'm not doing this anymore. You know what I'm saying? I would love to know what casual MMA is over there on fanstreamsports.com. I would love to know on their podcast what they think about McGregor coming back. Some things, uh, they, maybe they thought it was a hoax. <laughs> maybe they think it's it's not real. But he does. Money he wants grab. To fight. Oh, yeah, definitely. He probably ran out of money doing slamming vending machines into buses or something. I don't know. But he needs, he, he needs a fight and he, he's looking to... To bounce back January twenty third. You think that's too soon to fight? You think that might be? I don't know. Well, I, that's already been pushed out because original reports were sometime in December he was trying to jump in and, and replace a car that that was missing. I think someone you know jumped out of a fight, couldn't do it anymore. He was trying to get in oh. to a December card, and now you know he was trying to jump in December, which that's two months away. That that's too soon. I, I still think January is too soon. I don't think he's setting himself up. 
to to succeed. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, I think he's run out of money. I think he wants some money, so he wants some attention. Yeah. You know, some guys we we talked about this before don't know when to step away. They don't. Is, is this is this that kind of situation where McGregor just doesn't know when to step away? It could be, man, because he's giving the guy Dustin Poirier. I don't know if you I don't know if you remember this now, but he knocked him out. All right, it's been six years since that time happened. It was, um, I don't know, it's, it's been a while. You know what I mean? It's been six years, I think, it's been. So he's going to give him a shot to try to get some revenge back, I guess. But to, when you take a fight like that, you must know you're going to beat this guy up, right? Now you must know that I can take him. We're just going to get this some money, and we're going to get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't see this being, like, huge. If you were going to be exciting, ask to fight the champ. Ask to fight the, the right. next best contender. Not the guy that you beat up six years ago. And now you're like, yeah, come back and get it again or whatever. Unless it's personal, unless the guy's been tweeting him or stalking like a him. Fan. <laughs> yeah, you know, something like that. Then maybe, but I don't know. McGregor coming back is like, whatever. I, I, he is exciting, you know, when he does the walk and, you know, I don't have to freaking tell He's entertaining nobody. for sure. He is. He's man. very entertaining. His press conferences are like no other. Yeah, uh, you wonder if You wonder if MMA maybe asked him to come back. That's a good because one. Because now, now you think about it. So, you know, so play the business role here. January, what support you're going on in January? You have the NFL playoffs. You do. You right. There, the there should be, it is later, later rounds. Basketball's over. Baseball will be over. Yeah. Hockey's already over. That could pull some revenue because right now, because of basketball and MLB and football, all of our attention has gone back to those other sports. Yeah. Right. Well, we talked about it on the show before when MMA was the only thing on. We were glued into UFC. We were watching it every single Saturday, yeah. and we, we we were talking about this show every single Saturday. We were talking about it. Yeah. Because that's what the only thing that was on. You start thinking, is this maybe a little TV revenue ad? Bring them back. Get some get some funds because it's been it's been a little dry spell here in these winter months. Now that other sports have kind of taken the spotlight. And, and I think you hit it right on the head. I think that's exactly what it is. Because January 23rd, I believe that's the week before the Super Bowl. I think it's like you know, like a two-week, you know, where we have the hiatus. We have, like, the Pro Bowl and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Basketball yeah, will probably COVID. just who start knows? getting back going again. You know, who knows? Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I agree with you. I think this is just a money grab. This is just some attention stuff, man. So, I, I'm not too happy or even excited to see Conor McGregor. But, uh, whatever. Yeah, it could be. Uh, and, and NCAA. I was shocked to learn that the great Nick Saban has COVID-19. Everybody can get it now. <laughs> if Nick Saban, the godfather of, of college football, right. has gotten COVID, him and Bobby Bowden, because I know you, you were talking to me about Bobby Bowden had yep. COVID. He's you know currently battling that in the hospital right, right now. If Nick Saban and Bobby Bowden got it, anybody can get it. I, I know. And, and Nick Saban came out and said he's feeling fine. He's doing okay. And, Everything's good to go, you know what I'm saying? But I wonder how many players on Alabama or staff were affected by COVID. That's where the numbers need to so come out. Far, so far, none. Now, here's the interesting part about this. Nick Saban cannot coach this weekend. Yes. He can't even talk to anybody. Nope. He has to do it like Norvell so, did on Zoom. Yeah, well, that's the players. I'm talking about on game day. On game day... The current NCAA rules prohibit any type of communication from a coach who is considered inactive. Oh wow! Because of this COVID, with his team on game day. So let's say hypothetically, 
they set up some type of contraction, right, where Nick Saban can live watch what's going on yeah. from a remote distance and still try to maybe play call defense or manage the game or situational football, that kind of stuff that he does. Right. He can't do it. Listen, bro. He has he every it. single Not one of those fine. coaches' cell phone numbers, and he's going to FaceTime the shit out of those guys. He's, he's going to coach so? it. Oh, yeah. I mean, bro, think, think so? about Bro, listen to me. I've, I've been kicked out and suspended once or twice in youth football. <laughs> I still called and FaceTime the guys like, what's happening? Here, just hold up. Go live for me. Thanks. Just, just put the phone on the screen. Don't Send, tell me what's bring happening. that just kid to the phone. It. You are not hitting the hole fast enough. You're not blocking good enough. You hear me? Yeah, and he'll find a way, man. You know, it's Alabama, and they'll, they'll play it off with some, some intern's phone. You know what I mean? So I'm going to give you a funny story. Yeah. And, and, and typically, my funny stories in youth football always happen to be against the Ravens. We had, we had the one it's incident with Charles Montgomery back in the day. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to take you even further back in the day. So I'm coaching Supers and Varsity. Right. I got suspended from the varsity game. Nice. Okay. Well, that also apparently, according to the rule, means any game that I am a coach of. So it also meant my supervisor team that I was a head coach of, I could not coach my team that day either. Wow. Okay. But the rules, the rules in the youth league states that I cannot be on the sideline, but I can be a spectator. I'm allowed to attend a game just like any other ordinary fan. Did you know that during that game, we're playing the Ravens, by the way. I'm sitting in the stands with a headset, play calling to my assistant coaches on the other side of the field, what to run the entire game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like It's going to happen. Like like, (laughs) It's going to happen. He's going to have somebody on the sideline with a Bluetooth. You're going to see somebody in a hoodie, and they're going to be in a freaking... Oh, yeah, something. And especially yeah, when you got AirPods, and there's no wires. Like, of right. course. He's going to be able to call. There's a way. He's going to coach it. He's going to coach it. Now, now, again, for everybody listening to the podcast, please don't go tell the league that I used to coach in. I don't want them vacating <laughs> my wind from back then. Okay, I don't Bro, know. Bro, they're not that kind of league, kid. man. They're not going to take your Heisman <laughs> Trophy away. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to... But now, who do you who do you take in this game? Alabama? Yeah. Or Georgia, because Nick Saban not being there kind of matters. Oh, it, it matters a it lot. It kind of matters. It matters a lot, Does Georgia man. have a chance now? Oh, yeah. Georgia always has a chance. Georgia, I mean, with Kirby with Kirby Smart, you know, coaching with Nick Saban and kind of having the same mindset, same approach to the game, he's always a threat every single year, whether he's on the field. Now, being off the field, I think this is a, a, <laughs> this is a golden opportunity for Georgia to do some damage to Alabama. You know what I mean? But again, it's Alabama, and everything runs like a machine, so I don't know. I'll give the edge to Georgia because Saban's not there. i give the edge a little bit to Saban because I'm sure he's going to find a way. <laughs> I think he's going to find a way to freaking coach that game. I don't know. I, I think he finds a way. My opinion, I think Alabama still wins the game right. because it's Alabama. It's in Alabama. That's the yeah. one advantage. You know playing played in Georgia? Georgia would find a way to create so much radio activity so that everything in everything would be, there would be no reception anywhere. If I was Georgia, (laughs) I would go old school, use electric magnetic pulse EMP, (laughs) blow out all communications and just do hand signals like high school and call all the plays and don't even, don't even have a box. Yeah. Forget them. 
But yeah, now, no, who I, do you have on? Who do you have on upset alert? Look, man, I know we, we're going to talk about this, but you, you it gave happens, me. It happens every week. It does, man. And I, people are going to call me crazy. I'm not impressed with Notre Dame. I watched them play last week. I was not impressed with Notre Dame. Now, I know Louisville's one and three. They're not playing very well. But Cunningham is dangerous. That Notre Dame offense is just predicated on just running the ball only. That's it. Which means if you stuff that box, force him to throw, I think it's a different ball game. Louisville is a very hurry-up offense. Cunningham is very, very, very good. Um, and Louisville's schedule, they, were, they, they play some pretty tough teams out the gate. They probably thought Miami was the softest one, which we showed that we weren't. But, Wrong. But, uh, you know, that's my one game. I, th- I think Louisville gives Notre Dame a little bit of a challenge on a, on a freaking Saturday afternoon playing at 2.30 in the afternoon. So we'll see how that goes. What, what's yours? Because right. the one that you had kind of upset me, but go ahead. Yes, it, it's going to upset you. And, and I love you, buddy. I'm putting Miami on upset alert. Yeah, I knew it was coming. How do you how do you bounce back from Clemson? Yeah. You got a tough Pittsburgh team. Pittsburgh always, always seen to play Miami tough. Last year in their meeting, it was 16 to 12. Miami etched out a win. Now, again, offensively, they're better. It was. Than they were last year. Yeah. Right, but it's always that, that game after you were so hyped up for the number one team in the country. Yeah. You played them tough. You didn't quit. You got your butt whooped. What happens the next week? Because it's one or the other. Either this is your get-right game, you blow the team out, and you keep cruising like, like nothing ever happened, or is there a hangover? Is there a hangover? <laughs> Does that happen? I don't think Ed Reed, because I saw Ed Reed, he's on the staff as a consultant, special yes. Defensive consultant. Yes, he is. I don't think Ed Reed allows that to happen. But, yeah. man, if I had to pick an upset, I think I'm looking at Miami saying, okay, Miami, who are you going to be? Are you going to be the Miami we've seen the last seven t- to ten years where you show up for a big game and then disappear when you should have blown a team out? Or have you shown you learned something? What does Manny do? We, we are, we are, we're a different team. We're a different team this year. It really is. Now, if this was last year, I would tell you, yeah, we're, we're going to lose the pit. Because we, we mentally weren't tough enough to bounce back. And that's what you're asking. Are, are they resilient enough to sit there and say, okay, Clemson, you put us on us. We, we licked our wounds. Uh, I think it's different leadership with, with De'Ara King. I think him leading the offense. Him, he's, he's completely bought into what our offensive coordinator is doing. He's bought into what Miami's doing. He, I think, will be uh, okay. I, I honestly think Miami will be just fine. But you're right. Pittsburgh, for whatever reason, whatever's in the water up there, they just know how to play the Miami Hurricanes. And you're just, every year I go through a freaking headache. Thank God, thank God, and again, thank God that we play them this week because every year for the last six years, Pitt has been the last game of the season. And every time we play them the last game of the season and they beat us and we're still going to a little bowl game whenever we freaking cramp out. I was there at the Orange Bowl when Wisconsin ran all over us as if we stole something from the Badgers. <laughs> <laughs> I was in that Orange Bowl. I bought my ticket. I could not believe how well, they, you saw you saw oh. Jonathan Taylor in action. Oh, John Taylor live in dude. effect. Oh my god, that old line was just demolishing us. It looked like Tyson fighting an infant. It was ridiculous. Now I, I know you want to get to you know your sources, and I know you got some some breaking yes. news. Yes, of what what where one of our guys on the show may be headed. Yes, but. 
The one thing I want to ask you real quick. Recently, college football came out and said all 126 teams are now eligible for bowl games. So in the past, the way it's always been, you got to hit a six-game win benchmark. You got to win at least six games in a season to be eligible for a bowl game. Now it's everybody's eligible. You get a bowl game. You get a bowl game. Everybody gets a bowl game. Is there going to be a sense of favoritism in these bowl games? Because now that the wins don't matter, are people going to treat it more of a business and say, you know what? These teams attract the fans that are going to bring the revenue, especially in cities where there are fans. Yep. And do people stay away from the cities that don't have fans yet? Oh, yeah. The largest fan base wins. Absolutely. Just like we always know the four teams are going to be in the playoffs every year. Ohio State has not taken a snap. But when Ohio State does, they're going to be in the top four. <laughs> they will be. You know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Florida lost, so they've got bumped out, right? They had the, the chance to stay in that number four. Now Notre Dame's number four. It's going to be the same four teams. Then after that, any other bowl game? Absolutely. It goes down to who, who brings in the bigger dollars. Who's the bigger man? Who do we want to see? They're going to have an LSU versus Miami game. I'm calling right. it that. They're going to they're gonna have an LSU versus I Miami. Agree. It's a fan base. They're going to the Wisconsin, no matter what anybody says, they have a huge fan base as well. They do. They tra- And they travel. Oh, my God. Do they ever. When they were in that Orange Bowl, man, <laughs> you know, at first you're like, oh, this is all the white towels for, nope, that's not for Miami. us. That's, no. that's white and red. Oh, Jesus. And they have this ritual. I don't know if you've ever seen this. They have this ritual where they play um, they play this mute, uh, what the song from the, oh, my goodness. Can't even think of it right now. Jump around. That's what it is. Jump around. They freaking, the whole stadium is, I mean. jumping. Oh, my God. It's amazing to watch. And they did that in the Orange Bowl. And us Miami Latin fans were looking like, this is disgusting. This is so disrespectful. (laughs) But, yeah, the biggest fan base will get the dollars. They're going to get the games. They just are. They're going to, you know, that's why they're saying, oh, yeah, everybody goes to a bowl game. Nobody wants to see Air Force and Navy. Nobody wants to see that bowl game except the Air Force and the Navy guys. Shout out to the military. But that's all they want to do. Nobody wants to see that on a, on a Saturday night at 8 o'clock. If you had to pick a two teams that you would really, really, really want to watch, who would you want to pick? Florida's going to be one of them. Florida's still yeah, exciting. Yeah, they're an exciting team. Yeah. Florida be one. I like to see, just because everybody talks about it, I want to see a Florida-UCF game. Oh, to see who's who's the dog, who's the big yeah. dog. Yeah, because yeah, it's it, it talked about quite a bit. I mean, we played Michigan's. I wouldn't mind also seeing maybe we go West Coast and play a, a USC kind of team. Yep. Um, Oregon, you know, someone yep. from out there that, we, you know, it, you just never get to play against. Because um, right. I think that would bring interesting matchups. And then where do you host it? West Coast, East Coast, you know, it's a lot of traveling in between. Uh, but for, for me, you know, that'll be it. But for Miami, yeah, it's going to be LSU. Somehow. LSU or, or it's going to be your Florida Gators. It's going to be one of them. Here it is. I'm going to tell you right now. It'll be LSU in North Carolina. There you go. Tar Heels are five right now in the country. Yeah. I don't think they make it to the playoffs. I think they're the one team that gets left out yeah. in that playoff race. Miami, North Carolina would be an epic bowl game. You think so? Oh, yeah. I love people. Bush. People would love love to watch those two teams go at it. I'm a, I'm a, what I'm going to do is I'm going to flatten Will McDonald's tires. 
If North Carolina beats us again, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I didn't stop hearing that for a couple of weeks. Uh, but, you know, last year he just he was just gobbling me up with the freaking memes. But, yeah, that would be a good game. I just think, like you said, man, it's the ones that come with the biggest fan base. Auburn still has a big fan base. You know what I'm saying? They're going to give them – it's not going to be a huge bowl game, but they'll give them a bowl game, a Chick-fil-A bowl game, you know, Outback Bowl. Texas. Yeah, they're going to – Texas A.M. Right. They're going to get those games, man. It's just – it is what it is. Nobody's going to want to be like, yo, I want to see Rutgers and Temple. And nobody cares, <laughs> nobody cares about those guys right now. You know? But uh, I do think it's a give me year. Here you go. You take this kind of year. Same thing for high school. We can go 0-8. We're still going to the playoffs. You know what Playoffs. I mean? So it, it it is what it is, man. It is what it is. But going back to university, the University of Miami, the oh greatest, boy. the greatest, oh boy. the, the school news. that brought you the swag, okay? <laughs> Our guy, as we reported last week or a couple of days ago, what was it, Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. On Tuesday's show, we told you Joshua Youngblood from Kansas State has entered the transfer portal. Speculation, and my sources tell me, he is going to speak with the University of Miami. And it's only right. He fits. Oh, my God. He fits. He fits in there. He, he's he looking at the roster. He's like, I can't go to Florida. I can't go to Florida because they got a whole bunch of guys that are going to be there for a couple more years. They've got guys ahead of me. I can't And, and established guys, right? And we're not, we're not going to Florida State. We're never going to touch Florida <laughs> State for another four or five years, right? <laughs> He does want to be UCF, and he's a Tampa, yeah. Tampa Bay is. local kid. He is. He's not going to go to USF. Nope. Right. He's not going to go there. So, with that said, the University here of Miami is your only the hurricane. Come on down here, buddy. You're not going to go to LSU. They lost 19, sen- 19 players. Seniors, they're gone. They're not going there. They're, out of there. They're, no longer, they're no longer effective. You don't want to go to Georgia. There's nothing good that happens in Georgia. I don't think he wants to go in SEC. Yeah, why would he? Come down here, dominate the ACC. Be a great oh kick boy. returner. Go for because remember replacement that's has where arrived. that's where we that's what I was gonna say. You took it right out my. Remember on our, our it was our second podcast ever of on the clock radio with Joshua Youngblood, and Joshua Youngblood. I we asked him, "Are you gonna go for that record of Devin Hester?" And he said, "Absolutely." What better way to go for the record than to do it in Miami in a hurricane uniform? Could you imagine our guy Joshua? And then now that I have a super insider, not only with Borgalis, right? <laughs> now I got Joshua Youngblood. I could call him and be like, yo, bro, I would love to come down there and see a football game. Can you make this happen for me? Oh, my goodness. This is going to be the greatest thing Oh, ever. man. You're excited. I Can't am, man, because he's, 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 he's an exciting like player. Chris is paying two months early for you. It is, man. He's an exciting player. And when you look at our wide like receivers, we, we're hurting. He fits. He fits. fits in that scheme. He's an immediate. He's an immediate plug. He he, he provides in, instant electricity in that return game, and he gives them a spark at receiver that that I think they desperately need. Absolutely, and it's just my only regret is that he won't do it this year, because I would love to see him and De'Ara King play. Yeah, that would be nice to see them together for for a couple games this year. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, just so you guys know, if you're a Hurricane fan. Put your hands together. Go ahead and do it with me now. If you're driving, just hold the steering wheel with two hands. <laughs> do not crash. If you're taking kids to school, stop at a stop sign or a crosswalk. And let's just go ahead and pray that we get Joshua Youngblood right now from K-State. Because I, 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 
I said it before, man. He was an amazing guest, amazing uh, with he's text messaging. He's just a really good kid, man. I, I really love everything he does. I'm, I'm still a fan of his, so I, I can't wait to see him to come over there and, and play, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be really fantastic. Jumping to the to the NFL, and speaking of jumping, the NFL, the NFL, dun 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 dun. Le'Veon Bell, your guy, has been all over the news, right? Jumping teams again. Jumping teams again. We have power rankings. That, that now teams have leaped, because again, in the terms of jumping around, we have teams that jumped around from one to five, and you know, last week the Bills were in the top five, and they got stiff-armed down to number seven, <laughs> thanks to Derrick Henry. Somewhere, somewhere, Josh Norman, there he is, picking himself off the ground from being Dude, stiff-armed for 10 yards. Real quick, man, do you think they blame him for that shit? Like, yo, if you didn't get stiff-armed, we wouldn't be number six. Like, would you, if you didn't get stiffed arm, we would not be down here in the bottom 10 right now. Thanks a lot, Josh. Bill's Mafia is like, this is not the intention we needed. This guy Come has on, to Josh. sleep with the fishes. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So tell me, who, do you got, who, who are the top five? So the top five in the power rankings in the NFL. Okay, you got the no- Start from we, the five. Let's go from five. five. You're five right. Up. You caught let's me. I was going to go one five. Up. Yeah, you're right. Let's work it up. Let's climax. Here we go. Number five is the Raiders. They have the lost. Wow. Lob- yeah. Isn't that not crazy? Impressive. Impressive. Coming off the, the Chiefs victory, beating the yes. Chiefs. Yes. Scoring 40 points, beating them the way they did. Yep. Top five. Because that Chiefs defense okay. hasn't been beat like that by 20 points or more. No, I agree. And so the Raiders is a problem. Um, number four, which I think is rightfully so, and, and he's coming back this week, is Cam Newton and his Patriots. Bill Belichick, they're, they are number four. In the power rankings. Who would have thought? Here we are in October, and Patriots are doing what Patriots do. In power in rankings. The- <laughs> you would have thought the Tampa Bay Bucks would be up here, but they are not. No, we yeah. lost to the Bears. Yep, yep. You sure did, buddy. You sure did. Number three. Bears. Number three, you're going to love this. Golf and the boys. They are, the, the Rams are number three. The Rams? Are that number is three. overrated. <sighs> I already I don't like the list. I already like the list. We, I'm not a fan of the Rams. The Rams are average NFL team. Uh, they are. I, I agree with you. I, I think there's two other teams that are a little bit better than them. They have a loss there's on their record, but I think there. they're still better than them. Um, number two, Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. That makes sense. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. That makes sense. They're, they're five and zero. Oh. They are man, freaking, and they're they're probably not amazing. number one. They're they're undefeated. Do you know why they're not number one? Oh boy. Number one belongs to... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you tell me who it is... Yes. It better not be the Cleveland Browns. It's not the Browns. Because I'm, I'm going to lose my crap. It's not... It is not the, the Browns. Only, 2020 the is not that team. screwed up to where the Browns are in any rankings right now. Okay? <laughs> 2020 is still common when you when it comes to that. Okay. Yeah, we're still good there, buddy. All right, so you're going to tell me the Steelers. No. They have to be. It is not Big Ben. That's a good pick. That's my number three, actually. I would pick... The, I would put Steelers three. I really yeah, would. Instead of the Rams. Instead yeah. of the Rams. I, I would put them three. I, right, I definitely so one then. Number one is the Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers oh, are number one. Boy. They are number Good. one. The power you know rankings. what? You know what? Bring, Bring Aaron Rodgers to Tampa. Yeah. Bring on that Bring challenge, him. right? There's nothing better. So that's good. That's just more bulletin board material. Yep. And you get Devontae Adams. He's For back. Devontae is coming back. Let him come back. Do you know what Jamal Williams said for the Green Bay Packers? No, what did he say? Earlier, earlier in the week. Uh-uh. 
he came out and said, you know what, man? I'm glad I have Aaron Rodgers on my team because at least my quarterback knows what down it is. Dang. My quarterback knows. <laughs> he said, my quarterback knows what down Shots it is fired. all the time. Shots fired. He really said and that? Then, oh, he did. And then earlier this week on, on various shows, Get Up, ESPN, you name it. The headline was, is Tom Brady still feared? Yeah, I would Someone say that. Else from the, somebody else from the Green Bay Packers yeah. coming back named Devontae Adams yeah. said, we don't care if it's Tom Brady or Nate Pearman wow. playing quarterback. What? We don't care. Devontae Adams Yo, just compared Tom Brady to Nate Pearman. Listen, wow! The Packers are in for a game on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday. I'm telling you, bro. Let, let me tell you something. You are you are upsetting the goat. That's we've all seen what happens. Tug on Superman's cape. Why Tom that? Brady bullets and board material? Because now all of a sudden, I don't know if you've seen Chris Godwin was seen practicing today. That's good. I Little saw Fournette. I saw a couple of the clips. Yeah. Leonard Fournette was seen practicing today, but Sean McCoy. All of a sudden, you made a couple of comments. I was like, "Oh no, we're playing this week." Right. All oh, of us. Oh, we're yeah. all playing this yeah, week. Yeah. I, I, I'm eighty percent, but I'm I'm coming out to you. You're not gonna talk. You're I'm not gonna talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're gonna get a very, very pissed off, fired bit. up Buccaneer team That's coming great. in, I, and I think their defense feels like they gotta back them up. Oh, of course they do. Why would Number you know? one, the power rankings. You got people talking about your quarterback. Right. And they come out with something to prove. Of course they do. They come out with something to prove. That's a, listen, man, that's a beautiful that's a beautiful setup. And again, I'm, I know the Packers are feeling themselves. I know they feel like Aaron Rodgers can't be stopped. I know they feel like we are riding these four or five games that we are. We, we're, we're doing what we're supposed to do. And, and they're doing it in, in a good old-fashioned, I'm going to kick you in the teeth, freaking style of football. But... You do not tug on Superman's cape. You just don't, you don't do, do it. You don't do it, bro. Why would you sit there and tell? You know what I mean? Like that's just like I don't know, man. So such disrespect. You wouldn't talk that crap if he was with the Patriots. You think because he's a buck no. they can talk that crap? No, bro. If that doesn't fire you up as a defense, as a wide receiver, as an offense, yeah, man. If that doesn't fire you up, man. There's not that much, you know, that you're fighting for. So I, I'm, I'm glad that, but yeah, they got him number one in the power rankings, man. Aaron Rodgers them has earned it. I think he's playing excellent right now because he knows any day now they're going to put in Jordan Love. <laughs> he, he can't <laughs> afford to have a bad game. Um, and and it, wouldn't it be poetic if he has a bad game against the Tampa Bay Bucks, leaves the Green Bay Packers in two years just to play for the Tampa Bay Bucks in two years? It's going to happen. Poetic. I already told you that like six times in our show. Yep, you did. It's going to happen. You did. Buy, buy, your, buy your next... TB12, your 12 jersey is going to be Aaron Rodgers replacing Tom Brady in two years. It, it will, man. And, and it, let me, speaking of replacements, speaking of quarterbacks, okay, something came out this week that I want to discuss with you real quick. We don't have to go oh deep boy. into it. But there's been a lot of fan bases of NFL teams asking for legendary quarterbacks to not play. Not all the legendary quarterbacks, but some legendary quarterbacks to not play the football game. You know what I mean? I'm going to start with the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> they are freaking oh, done with Rivers. 
They're done. Well, you know, and, and, and to their fans, he cost them the first game by trying to do too much. Turnovers, misreads. Last week, same same old, same old in Rivers. Gunslinger mentality. He doesn't have the harm he used to. So now those tight windows, he can't fit them in. He, he's there to manage the game. Hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Play action pass. You got a nice tight end. You got T.Y. Hilton. You got some other receivers out there. Play action pass. Throw the ball in. Don't play great defense. They're playing a very good defense. One of the top defense in the NFL, right? right. But he can't seem to manage the game. I, I I recently heard they were calling for his head. Yes, and saying they want Jacoby Brissett. They want Jacoby to come back. They do because do you? Let me give you some fun facts here. Some fun facts on. on oh. The oh yeah, let's switch the tables a little bit here, buddy. I got some stats for you. Jacoby in his first eight games in 2019, before he got hurt, all right, he had 14 touchdowns. With only three picks, he went five and two, and he had already thrown for twelve hundred yards in eight games. So he was doing actually a really good job, doing really well. And really up until well. he got hurt, I don't know if you remember this or not. Up until he got hurt, he was in the talks of potentially being an MVP of the league. Now Lamar Jackson had a freaking phenomenal season. So did freaking Mahomes. He was like number four or five down the list. Jacoby Jacoby Brisket. <laughs> was on the talks of being on that list because of all the things that he was doing. He was running, he was throwing, he was making good decisions. That 5-2 and two really, you know, record doesn't really say that he's a horrible quarterback, but by the eighth game, he got injured and did not finish the games and then was replaced and did not play anymore for the rest of the season. So he, they're calling for him to come back. And I understand Indianapolis has that high-winning organization expectation. You know what I mean? Like the Patriots, we yeah, expect you to win. They're used to having Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Oh, absolutely. But I think Jacoby Brisket didn't do a bad job in 2019, especially when 14 days before the start of the of the season, week one, that's when Andrew Luck said, yo, I'm not playing anymore. And he had to take over 14 days before. Right. First, I, I think he did pretty good. So the coach, awesome. Yeah, he, of course. So the guy should have been on there um, a little bit more. Rivers is not playing that well. He is struggling. So they want his head. And, and, Maybe I think I give Rivers probably three more games. Three more games. If you can't pull something together or piece something that looks really nice, you're not going to sit there and start anymore in Indianapolis. It's just not going to happen. The other quarterback that's being called for, which I know you didn't agree with this one, but I, I kind of agree with it a little bit. Kind of again, is Drew Brees and the Saints? The Saints. What? The Saints are calling for Drew Brees to sit these three games because they have to, uh, an easy three games apparently. And they want him to basically heal up or get his crap together. Let Jameis Winston come in, get some experience, and then bring back in Drew Brees because it worked so well last year when Teddy Bridgewater did it. <laughs> yeah, but Teddy, Teddy, Teddy is, is better than Winston. Yeah, for a reason. Right, right. He earned Jameis the job. is a backup for a reason. Yes. If, if they make that move, stupidest a, franchise move in the world. Agreed. Yeah. As a Bucks fan, do it. <laughs> Please it's a do. great idea. Yep. Great idea, guys. The other quarterback getting called for head. This is no surprise. This is this is everybody knew this was going to happen, especially when you already fired your head coach. Is Matt Ryan at 0 5? If Matt yeah, Ryan loses really four Ryan more fault? games. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 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 And I'll tell you why. You fired the head coach. If he loses four more games or three games, Matt Ryan, maybe you were the problem, not, not Dan Quinn. So they're calling for his man. head, man. He, he, he leads the league, or he's, he's in the top five in passing yards. Matt Ryan can't play defense. 
And the problem with the Falcons is their defense. They can't stop nobody. Nobody. Yeah, that's true. It's so, true. We'll see. Uh, we will see, man. And in, in other news, in NFL news, this is something that was freaking not major, but it, it is. it does add weapons to already a team full of weapons. We have Le'Veon Bell signing a one-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. With the Chiefs? Unbelievable. The teams, the first of all. richer gets richer. Exactly. Let me, let me tell you something here, man. Your Bucks started this crap, okay? We did. Oh, you guys did. did. I Getting took full responsibility. How the hell do all these teams have all this money all of a sudden? <laughs> well, because he's signing for the league minimum. I get he's that, signing man. for a hot $600,000. But I feel like everybody can do this. I feel like everybody can do this, and my mommy dolphins are the only ones that are like, nah, we kind of have to save the money from Moquitos and and, and, <laughs> and but well, you gotta be winning. You gotta be winning to be in well, contention then, to get well, these guys. There you go. So that's, we won't I be think, in that I think that's where the Chiefs at. Now the question I have for you is, does he gel? Does he fit? Oh God, I don't know. Two organizations within the two years, he clearly was a good running back when he left the Steelers. Mike Tomlin did not want to put up with the headache of what it is Le'Veon Bell. He got him out of there, went to the Jets, acted a fool with the Jets, was not injured, just, you know, did not want him to play, took him out of there. Now you're with KC. Me personally, I don't know, as a case, this is a good KC move. This is a, like, when you look at it from a Kansas City point, were they hurting at running back enough to say, okay, we're going to take a shot on a guy that clearly has locker room issues? And then bring him into our locker room where everybody's bought in, everybody has a culture, everybody's ready to go, but we're going to make this guy go ahead and get into the locker room and potentially start another fight amongst players or, you know, himself with other coaches, especially when you're trying to repeat. I don't think this is a good idea, man. Not from my standpoint. You know, what do you think? I don't think it's a fit. Uh, I'm, I'm a little, little shocked by it because you got – you know, the, the rookie running back there from LSU doing so well. And now you kind of, you know, what kind of message do you send a rookie who has been doing well, did start the year off well, you bring Le'Veon Bell in. To me, midseason running back addition never works out well. I can't remember last time it did. That's why. Uh, that's funny you said that. I can't remember last Running back that came in midseason was like, okay, this is great. Marshawn Lynch came in, but he didn't do spectacular. He came in, he did good, but he didn't do freaking spectacular for the Seahawks last year when they they went through the debacle with losing, you know, all three running backs. So, but I mean, he didn't freaking just kill it. I don't know who else comes into the game and and tries to, I don't know, come in there and do do their thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and you know, shout out to the Steelers organization. Yeah, because they know the tipping point of when to get rid of a player and just right. move on. Because you had Antonio Brown, you had Le'Veon Bell. When they exactly. were with the Steelers, you never heard about anything. You really didn't, man. The minute they leave Steeler country, all heck breaks out loose. Now they're in issues and drama, and and they're not the only notable guys to leave. Because you've had some big time receivers. Leave the Steelers that were good, go to other teams and just kind of disappear. I agree with you, man. And and again, them not being able to say anything about what's going on, that's culture. Keeping it within the side the the locker room. You know what I mean? That's that's pretty good to to do that. You know what I mean? That's that says a lot. Um It does. It does. I just I don't know how he's gonna fit in, man. I hope he I hope he keeps his nose clean. I hope Andy Reid 
you know, Andy Reid is known for giving guys second chances, you know what I'm saying, and then bringing on guys to, you know, he did that with Michael Vick and stuff, man. So we'll see, man. We'll see how this works out and, and pans out. The new segment that we have on our show now how? is we have a pick em. Right, we have a pick them now, and we're gonna keep track of this throughout the year. Yes, we're starting this week six. Took us a couple of weeks to get it going. Okay, so I'm gonna give you some games. I'm gonna let you pick. I'm gonna pick also as well. We're gonna keep track of them at the end of the year. There's going to be a punishment to the loser. Oh, whoa, whoa! We agreed on this. Wait a minute. I remember about pick them. I remember about punishments. <laughs> so when you when you wear a save the furries shirt. Save Ferris, not, not Ferris. Save Ferris, Ferris Bueller. It's Ferris Bueller shirt. Save Ferris. Yeah. It's it's time for a punishment. So <laughs> here we go. Are you ready? Absolutely. All right. First, first up, we're gonna go. We're gonna start the toilet bowl. We're yeah. starting with the toilet bowl. We're gonna go to the <sighs> NFC East. I'm not happy about this. Washington football team and the New York Giants. Yeah. Who do you got? I got the Giants. I got the Giants as well. Yeah, I got the Giants. I, I just they were able to put up thirty four points on Dallas, which I, Dallas doesn't have a super great defense, but they have a good enough defense, um, and they our have guy, minimal weapons. Our guy, our guy Tyler Moody will, would be happy with this pick because we both picked the Giants, and you know he talks about how bad their tackles are. They have the two worst tackles in the NFL. They do. Chase really Young do. may go off. Daniel just, Jones may not make it, but I still think I still think the Giants win. Yeah, I do too. I think All right, next up. Next up, uh, I know we talked about this earlier. Yes. I think it's America's game of the week. America's. Bucks, Packers <laughs> in Tampa. I'm going to start with the Buck hater. Yeah. Who do you uh, who do you got? I got Aaron Rodgers, man. I got Aaron Rodgers. I was going to go for the Bucks earlier in the week. Um and I, and again, with you telling me how fired up they're going to be to play this game makes me want to go to the Bucks. You know what I mean? But if you're beating your chest, if you're talking that talk, you gotta be confident. You oh, gotta be confident. You gotta be. You must have saw something on film that says, "We got this, guys. Let's let's go down here. Let's let's go ahead and put the women and children in the bed, and let's go looking for dinner." You know what I mean? You you gotta have that kind of attitude. So that's what I think they have. And uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the Packers, man. Winning a, a big road game in Tampa. I'm taking the Bucks. No, really? That's surprising. <laughs> surprising, no. right? Oh, really? All right. Moving down the list here, yes. Uh, we we got we got two more, and then we got the second America's game of the week. Right. I'm gonna say for last, but uh, we got the Bills and the Chiefs in yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, it's in Buffalo, coming off of a of a heartbreak loss to Tennessee or butt whooping or a stiff arm whooping. I mean, <laughs> we are gonna see to how they that. recover after that stiff arm. <laughs> We're gonna see who do you uh, who do you got here. I don't know how effective Le'Veon Bell is going to be now that he's signed with the Chiefs. I know he's in shape, but you guys still got to know the plays. You got to know, uh, you got to fill out that offensive line. So I don't know how much time he's going to have to adapt. But I, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think they're happy after losing to the Raiders big. I don't think they're going to sit there and, and take a back-to-back loss. They're going to come out firing that football against that Bills secondary. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs and uh, Patrick Mahomes. I kind of like them. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs also. Same reason. I think Mahomes comes out firing. I think the Bills have a letdown from the stiff arm of, of Josh Norman is somewhere mm-hmm. out there still in the field. Um, <laughs> I think the Chiefs win, and, and I think it's 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 a blowout. Yeah, I don't I think like it's close. Chiefs by a lot. Yeah, I don't think it's close I like the Chiefs by a lot. And yeah. this one here, we're going to go with the Andy, Andy Dalton 
era has begun in Dallas. Yes, it is. The other Monday night game, you got the Dallas Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals. Right. What do you got here? Arizona is three and two. You got the Cowboys two and three. You got the exciting Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and Larry and and that group of guys. Who are you taking? I, I'm gonna go with Arizona, man. On a, um, I know it's Andy Dalton's come out year and come out game, and uh, that Dallas has a lot of amazing weapons, but that defense is it, it got exposed yesterday with the Giants, especially with the Giants not having any They've kind of running exposed game all yeah, year long. All year long. So I think they're. I think Arizona comes out. I think DeAndre has a huge game. I think freaking Larry Fitz is going to freaking light it up too. Uh, and Kyler Murray, for some reason, I just see him having a very balanced passing and rushing game himself. I see himself having a very balanced game. So I'm going to go with Arizona, man. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm, gonna, I'm going opposite here on you because I think this is a, you know, the Giants game at the end there was an emotional yeah. comeback. Let's do it for Dak. Kind of uh, kind of moment, and I think they take that energy and that emotion and right into this Monday night game. Uh, it's televised. I, I I expect them to do something special for Dak somehow, whether it be a patch, a helmet sticker, something Maybe. to let everybody know they're thinking about you know their their, their quarterback number four. And I think they come out with that emotion and play with that. Uh, I think Andy Dalton does well, does well enough to cover up. A couple of the defensive uh, issues. I think Zeke goes off because yeah. I think now now that Dak's not there, Zeke's going to carry the ball 25, 30 times a game. Oh, he has no choice, and they play better when he does. He, they play yeah. a lot better and, when and, he does. And I, and I think that's why, and, and I think the Red Rifle gets a win. Nice. That's not a bad pick, man. And in, in, the, in, in the other America's Game of the Week, who would have thought? Who would have thought when the year started? We would have said, all right, Pittsburgh Steelers in. The Browns, the Cleveland Browns. This I, I really want to see. It's always four and zero. Yeah, four and zero versus four and one. Who would have thought four and one right now? I'm gonna give you a couple reasons why I want to watch this game. Well, I'm, one reason, one name. Let me give you a first and last name. Miles Garrett. <laughs> this yeah. is this is Cleveland and Steelers. If you don't know what happened last year, Miles Garrett goes ahead and tees off on uh, Mason Randolph's. Uh, Randolph Rudolph's freaking head with his helmet. It was a big controversy. It was a big thing in the in the papers. It was a big thing in online and Twitter and everywhere. And everybody called him a bully and, and disgusting and horrible person. And then the photos came out of Mason trying to hit him in the nuts. And <laughs> that's what happens when you get hit in the nuts. You retaliate with a freaking helmet <laughs> to the face. Um, but uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of emotions again. So they might be carried over. I don't think he swings a helmet at Big Ben at all. Big Ben, I doubt it. He's not going to have it. Um, he's not that kind of guy. He's not, man. He's definitely not. But for me, I'm going to go with the Steelers on this game. I think Odell Beckham is playing phenomenal at the Browns, especially now that they've involved him a lot more in the offense side of it. I just don't think the defense is is going to be able to stop or slow down Juju and Big Ben. I really don't. Yeah, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Steelers as well. Um, I feel like. The Steelers are the big brother to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And and they can play bully ball with them. And every time, you know, your, your brother gets a little closer to you, you just punch him back down and remind him about who he is. Exactly. I think that's that kind of game. Yeah. I think the Steelers come out and remind the Browns who they are and who the Steelers are as being the top dog in, in the division. Right. It's a divisional game. It's in. It's in Steeler country. It's in Pittsburgh. <sighs> So for those reasons yeah. alone, I mean, 
you almost wish there was fans for those games because you can imagine the Pittsburgh yeah. in that in that situation in that game. I like I like Pittsburgh. I don't think it's close. I mean, they're favored by three and a half points. I think Pittsburgh wins by a touchdown for right. sure. Well, the only games that we're opposite on is Dallas and Arizona, and Bucks and Packers. That's what we're opposite on. Just so that's you know. it. So, so, so you're gonna start off two games behind me already, baby. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, man. We're, we, I think it's. Good. But either way, these five games are gonna be. I think. Oh, and then really and good. then we, we we can't forget. We can't forget college. That's true. Alabama and Georgia. They are playing, aren't they? Who are you taking there? Oh, I told you. I think, I think I'm, you're talking I, about Georgia. I'm gonna take Georgia on this one. I think I'm gonna take Georgia. Saban can't Alabama. be there. Yeah, Saban can't there be there. You go. We're gonna see how this works out. Uh, there you go. It. So that, that's our pick them for the week. Right Let there. us know what you, the fans, think about them. Do you agree? Disagree? Leave us. Uh, leave us some comments on social media. Absolutely. And let us know what you what you think. Absolutely, man. George, real quick, man. We only got about five minutes left in the show, man. But I, I want you to have your chance to to let us know what we're gonna set up with with the freaking fantasy football. What do you? What is your picks? What is, What is your advice for this week going into Sunday? Uh, I know Le'Veon Bell is going to the Chiefs. We mentioned that before. Does that affect anything? Does I, I don't think he's gonna be super effective until maybe playoff time. That's my opinion. But you're the fantasy guy. Let us know what you got, man. What do you, What do you think? Yeah, so again, I'm going to give you guys that people aren't thinking about. Um, again, if, if you're surfing the waiver wire, you need a plug-in, you got COVID injuries, regular injuries, bye weeks, bye weeks are now upon us this week. So for me, if you're scrambling for a quarterback, uh, to me, I think you go with Andy Dalton. I think he's going to have a great game against Arizona. You give him now CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, uh, that play-action pass to, with Zeke. I think he's I think he's due – for a two to three touchdown game, I think he does well. I, I see him inside the top twelve uh, as far as quarterbacks. When it comes to running backs, I mean, there's a lot of you know. So right now, if you haven't heard, Dalvin Cook is probably not going to play this week. He uh, he has a groin injury, has not practiced yet. So if you haven't gone out there and picked up Alexander Madison, uh, he's the backup for him. I'm going to snag him, I'm sure someone already did on the waivers. But again, if you haven't done so, you want to nab him up. As far as running backs this week, uh, I'm going to take your guy. I'm going to take Gaskin, Ooh. running back for Miami against the Jets. Yeah, the Jets are 0-5. Um, you know, he's he's out there outside the top 15. I think he can get two touchdowns this week. If he's, if he's a flex guy you're on the fence with, I think you can definitely give him a look. Uh, the other guy for me is Devontae Freeman. With the the New York Giants earlier, I was talking to you about you know Daniel Jones and and that offense there. Freeman looked good last week against the Cowboys. Uh, I think he continues that role against the Redskins there. Again, he's the guy ranked twenty second right now in leagues. If you're if you're trying to decide what to do, that's definitely got to te- definitely take a peek at for this week. And then you go to receivers, and the receivers. There's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of bye weeks. There's a lot of everything that's going on with these guys. Uh, so Claypool is a popular pick right now for the Steelers came on the show last week, had three touchdowns balled out. He's, he's an easy, easy one to definitely go with. But for me, the guy that I'm, that I'm eyeing on this week is CeeDee Lamb. He's 33rd That's a good one. on the list. I think he's, you know, slot receivers tend to be the favorite receiver for quarterbacks coming off the bench. 
in these situations. And Celian plays a lot of slot for the Cowboys. I think he explodes and has a, a very good game. The other guy that I would have your eye on, and he's available in a lot of leagues, is Travis Fogum. Okay, he's a receiver for the Eagles. Mm. Okay, let me tell you, let me tell you a stat line last week. Ten catches, 152 yards, and a touchdown. Jesus. He really balled he's, out, huh? There, yeah, and the Eagles offense like to push the ball down the field. You had Deshaun Jackson, who didn't play once again. Alshon Jeffrey has now played a game this year. Nelson Aguilar and is now catching touchdowns from Derek Carr at, over there in Oakland. Someone's had to come up and, and, and take over that number one receiver role in Philadelphia. He seems to be the guy you can ride the high hand. Again, he's available in a ton of leagues. He's only rostered in 30% of leagues. So in 70% of leagues, he's a free agent. He's out there. He's an easy plug-and-play this week, especially when you got guys like Keenan Allen on bye weeks. You got a lot of big-name guys that are on bye weeks this week or hurt. Or if you're trying to decide, you know, Chris Godwin going into the Packers game, which I think he plays. But if you're trying to decide, and, and for some reason, if Chris can't go, you would definitely want to plug him in. When you flip over to your tight ends, I'm going to go with the guy that I was, I was a little shocked last week. Um, I'm watching Monday Night Football game, and I'm watching Tennessee. And I'm like, man, who's this tight end? Who's 81? Who's 81? And the guy went for two touchdowns, five catches, 40 yards. Johnu Smith. He's available in a ton of leagues. So if you, if you need a tight end, again, Gronk replacement, those kind of guys, you definitely want to peek there. And then the toughest part of the week, special teams, defense. Oh, boy. I'm going to give you a shocker here. The Miami Dolphins. I love their defense. Again, nice. They're playing. They got a they got a great game. They play the New York Football Jets, who right now would lose to most college teams if they played. Uh, it's a great play. Sam Sam Darnold's not playing in. Joe Flacco, Lindsey O'K's uh, hubby, is uh, is playing this week. And Joe Flacco, before he hit the Stein and started being a backup quarterback, was only averaging six point three yards per pass. Le'Veon Bell's gone. Frank Gore doesn't average more than three yards a carry. They can't push the ball down the field. I see I see the Dolphins kind of coming after the Jets. A couple sacks, maybe maybe one or two turnovers in that game. If you're looking for a defensive stream this week, that's uh, that's everything we want to go with. That's all I got. That's beautiful, man. That's that's Listen, I'm writing all that stuff down. I'm trying to take it all in because that's that's freaking beautiful stuff, man. And, and I hope I, – I, I do agree with you. Gaskin's going to have a huge game. I think he's going to be fine against those Jets. And the Dolphins are going to take care of business, man. I'm excited about them. Yeah, I like him for at least two touchdowns. I think he hits a pay dirt twice, a couple of receptions. I think he has a, a good 15-plus point game this week. That's what I'm talking about. So, look, man, I, that's all the time we have for the show right now, man. That was that went by pretty quick, man, uh, with all the freaking news and opinions, and, and I freaking love it, man. I, listen, I can't wait for Friday night, uh, tonight. I can't wait to go play. See us on the sideline with the J-Boys again, man. It's going to be an exciting game. Um, I'm looking forward to this weekend as well, seeing all the stuff, man. I know, uh, I know I'm know, i going to have a, <laughs> a freaking hefty weekend. I'll be in Lakeland all weekend at Bryant Stadium, just so you know, if you can catch us. Shout out to FanStreamSports.com and JP and the show, uh, to Sports Caffeine, Beauty and the Cleats, um, Set the Sales, Locked on Rays. Listen, I, I, we love every single one of the shows, especially Casual MMA uh, with our guy Ryan over there. Listen, if you want to look for good podcasting, that's where you got to go look for. That's where you, it's, it's perfect for you to when you go into work. It's perfect for you when you're during your day on your lunch. 
Go ahead and listen to us. Fanscreensports.com is a site that you want to get to. Uh, but I love you guys. George, I can't wait to do this again, man. Let's let's get it on again, man. Yeah, I'm definitely pumped. It was a great show. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, go ahead and hit the follow, subscribe. That way you can get notified when a new show comes out. Visit our website, otcsportstalk.com. Join the debate on Facebook at On The Clock Sports Talk. Uh, we definitely get in, into some good arguments there as well. You can find us on IG and Twitter by simply searching on the clock radio. Until next time, you're on the clock. Nobody's gonna tell me I can't. Nah, I'll be lounging on the couch, just chilling in my snuggie. Click to MTV so they can teach me how to duck.